Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 180 of 40 Going On 14. I am Mike. I am Patrick. I'm Joel. And I'm Josh, and we gather today to remember Detective John Kimball. It was a tumor. Aw. That it was a tumor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Should have listened to the precocious little kid. <laughs> That's sad. Uh, I thought- I thought we were going to talk about Richard, Kim- Doctor Richard Kimball. Doctor Richard Kimball. I I did come up with a theory based on this movie that they're related, and he can prove whether or not it really is a tumor <laughs> if they can find him first. He tried to tell Tommy Lee Jones, who just said, "I don't care." <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our lead, our lead character is Detective John Kimball. Right, is that the end of the fugitive jokes? Are we done? Yes. So welcome to the Fugitive Show. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot what the hell we were talking about. (laughs) The one-armed man. The one-armed man, yes. Uh, No, it's the Kindergarten Cop Show, because they decided this last year, 2016, to make a Kindergarten Cop 2, because that's what everybody was asking for. Everybody named Dolph. Well, wait till the trivia. Wait till the trivia, I've been told. Oh, spoiler. (laughs) Dun-dun-dun. All right, yeah, so... This is the Kindergarten Cop Show with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and then Dolph Lundgren for the now. So, ta-da! <laughs> yeah, you guys are giving me nothing. It's like, well, if your name is Dolph... <laughs> you never know. <laughs> I'm just sitting here waiting for something. Like some if, if you like to hear about Josh talk about other podcasts... Now <laughs> hey, it- you should check out the Podcast Collective, uh, where you can find such shows as No Hope for Humanity, Joel's Own the Sunshine Happy Pants Hour, Tales from the Hard Side, the Portland Beer Club podcast, and of course, the Rad Dad Radio Hour. Amongst a plethora of others. Would you say I have a plethora of podcasts? (laughs) Oh, yes, Michael, you have a plethora. Do you know what plethora means? I do not think it means what you think it means. This is going to be a great show because these movies are so, the the movies that we're talking about are, we've discussed two other movies before we've even gotten to it. We're doing Mm -hmm. the Three Amigos show. Yes, as we should, as it is written. Uh, also, if you're looking for our older stuff, find our Three Amigos show on iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, and TalkShoe after we record it. <laughs> you can also give us a call at 708-NOW-RAP, 708-669-9727. Or you can always uh, shoot us an email at 40go14 at gmail.com. Reach out to us on Twitter at 40go14 or uh, visit us at our home on the web at www.40go14.com. Yes. Do we have any communications? 
Uh, uh, just a little bit, right? Yeah, Joel Hahn commented about when we were talking about our computers that we originally had, first computer sets. Um, mine was an Atari. Pat's was, what was yours, Pat? My what? Your first computer. Oh, um, the first home computer we had was a was a little Commodore keyboard, but then the actual desktop was an 8088. Okay, yeah. Uh, Joel's oh, yeah. yeah, and I remember the brand, which was not on last week's show. Not only was it a uh, 386, but it was a... Uh, Oh, it's gone again. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind, it's gone. Obviously, the computer had more memory than Josh. I guess. <laughs> oh, zing. Joel has he has two kilobytes of memory. I had the Apple IIe. Yeah, Joel had Joel Han had a Altair <laughs> eighty eight hundred. Joel has two kilowilbas of energy of memory. <laughs> <laughs> with a teletype and a three hundred baud modem. Good God. Three hundred baud man. The first one first. What, yeah, what, what did I say? Mine was in, in college. It was a forty-eight, right? Yeah, forty-eight hundred. That was yeah. the that was the slowest connection I ever had. Three hundred is insane. Yeah, I think that's the the modem that he was describing. It was one of those that you actually picked up the headset and put it in the two rubber suction cup thingies. Yep, yep, like out of war games. Oh yeah. My gosh. Shall we play a game? That sort of thing. So, is it about that time? Wait, oh, we, it's about that time. Wait, what? We did have a Twitter a Twitter back and forth. We did briefly. Briefly, yeah, briefly you, yes. You mentioned we were doing a fap show and. Maybe yeah, we'll that was a, listen to that. That was a. That was a. We're we're not doing a fap show. If we're going to do, we're do not doing a fap show. It's the yeah, I've been show. trying to get us to do a pornography show all the whole time, and everybody's against it. No. I'm, I'm with you on it. Do a fap show. We're going to do it live. <laughs> Fuck it, we'll do it live. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be like no, later, later, later. It's going to be like the Naked Magicians. Uh, <laughs> I don't have enough tabs for this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it it is about. We're middle aged. Guess what disappeared? Wait. Oh, uh, it's that time. This week in music, movies, and TV. Fap sports. Fap sports. I think that's a thing in Japan. Everything's a thing in Japan. True. Go Japan. Keeping I'm it big weird. in Japan. Well, that's only You're because of proportions. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> December 21st, 1990, that's the premiere of Kindergarten Cop, the Schwarzenegger version, obviously. And music. I'm a cop, you idiot. Okay. The number one song is Because I Love You, the Postman song by Stevie B. Who is Stevie B? He sang Because I Love You, the Postman yeah. song. Oh, right. That's yeah. Stevie we, B. We went over it. Guy with the really nasally voice, and he's just awful. He's, he's like he's like a worse baby face. If there's if that could be possible, is that from the movie The Postman? No. Oh, now you probably recognize it if you heard it. It's yeah. a totally forgettable R yeah, and B song. Do you hang still have it loaded up, Mike? Yeah, I got it right here. Hang on. Oh, wait for it. <laughs> All right, stop that. He's flashing back to high school. I do oh. remember that, actually. I'm flashing back to about a half an hour ago. Uh, <laughs> no wonder you were late coming on. Hey. 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 Add that we're, to the... We're just in time. What are, <laughs> add that to the uh, the the quiz. Anyway, uh, Joanna Noel Blagden, Jojo, Lovesque, was born December 20th. She's an American singer, songwriter, and actress who... Competed on America's Got Talented, America's Most Talented. 
<laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> she isn't a... Never mind. She competed on America's Most Talented Kids. JoJo's debut single, Leave, Get Out, reached number one on Billboard Pop Charts, which made her the youngest solo artist to have a number one single in the United States at 13 years old. The song peaked at 12. She peaked at 13 on the Billboard Hot 100 <laughs> and was certified gold, selling over 400 million or selling over 4 million copies worldwide to date. And I remember because that song or that I just remember her because there was a person I worked with and I worked at the blood bank that like loved that song and that played just that got album. weird. I don't think I know like, that song. I'm pretty sure she just had another hit like this year though. Yeah, She's not. Yeah, really she, she, she put out another album, but I didn't want to include all that info on there. So. Yeah. She's actually had a decent career. Yep. I just... Tell me why you're looking so confused when I'm the one. All right. Yeah. No, we don't need that. Nope. That's no. enough. Of that. That's enough of that. All right. Moving on to movies. Movies released this week include Awakenings, Hamlet, The Bonfire of the Vanities, The Godfather Part 3, and Green Card. Green Which Card. one of those movies has Mike not seen? It could be all of them. It could be none of them. Ooh. That's the question. I'm going to go with Green Card. Nope. Seen it. Hamlet. I bet he hasn't seen Hamlet. Which version of Hamlet was it? That's the Mel Gibson one. Seen it. Oh. Well, then you've well, probably I know seen, seen all of Bonfire of the Vanities. Have you not seen Godfather 3? I've seen Awakenings and I've seen Bonfire of the Vanities. I have uh-huh. not seen The Godfather 3. I knew there had it's to be like one of them. Big secret? Well, yeah, I mean, that's the one to skip. Yeah, yeah, true. I mean, if you're going to pick one of those to not watch, it's either yeah. that or Green Card. I've not actually read The Bonfire of the Vanities. Yeah. What'd you say? I've actually read The Bonfire of the Vanities. Oh, I never did. I never did, yeah. But hmm. I've actually, my pretty secret. The book is supposedly so much better than the movie. The movie was eh. Yeah, well, it had Tom Hanks. Yeah. But Tom Hanks could never play a wealthy man. I read that the other day, and I was like, oh, that's so true. That was on crack. Yeah. And when I read that, I was like, I'd never really thought about that, but that's so true. Huh. He could play an everyman, but he can't play a rich man. It's weird. I've actually never seen any of the Godfather movies. Oh, dude, you have to see one and two. Yeah. If you want to save time, there's a version that kind of puts them together chronologically. Purists will tell you not to do that, but... I don't know. I, I think if at this point, if you just want the story, it's fine to watch it that way. Cool. All right, moving on. Anne Revere was an American stage, film, and television actress who was a direct descendant of American Revolution hero Paul Revere. She made her Broadway debut in 1931 and won the 1960 Tony Award for Best Performance by a Featured Actress in a Play. Revere worked steadily as a character actress in films, appearing in nearly three dozen between 1934 and 1951. She was frequently cast in the role of a matriarch and played mother to Elizabeth Taylor, Jennifer Jones, Gregory Peck, John Garfield, and Montgomery Clift, among others. She was nominated for the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress three times and won for her performance in National Velvet. In 1951, Revere resigned from the board of the Screen Actors Guild because she was an active member of the American Communist Party. She later pleaded the Fifth Amendment and refused to testify before the House Un-American Activities Committee. She would not appear again on film for the next 20 years, finally returning to the screen in Tell Me That You Love Me, Junie Moon. Revere died in her Locust Valley, New York home at the age of 87 of red coats. I mean, pneumonia. <laughs> Joel, you need a night out, man. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> you know, I, w- I just thought that was a very, I thought her, that was a very interesting life story. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it really is. See. The relative of Paul Revere being 
Turns out to be a communist. Communist. Nice. Nice. That's. Well, yeah, and uh, just a celebrated actress throughout her entire career until you get that uh, Hollywood blacklisting happening, and she just disappears for two decades. Yeah, McCarthyism. Yep. All right. Uh, Dolores Diane Framuth was better known by the stage name of Helene Stanley. All right, stop right there. Do any of you guys recognize that name? Just curious. Before neither of them. It sounds familiar, yes, but I don't know why. All right, just curious because she's very she when you when you find out what she is, it's very cool, very cool. So, okay, she was an actress at Universal between 1943 and 1945. In '46, she started to work with MGM and began to identify herself as Helene Stanley. Her collaboration with Disney started around the year 1950. She became the live-action model for Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, and the character of Anita Radcliffe in 101 Dalmatians. She died of undisclosed causes on December 27th. Huh. Hmm. So she was the original Disney princess. That's awesome. That is yeah. pretty cool. Nice poll. And last up for movies, Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman get married on December 24th. Hooray. Hooray <laughs> for my new beard. <laughs> All right. So TV. That was my impression of Tom Cruise, by the way, in case you were wondering. I thought that was Zoidberg. <laughs> well, they sounded a lot alike in my eyes. Yeah. All right, in your so eyes, they sound a lot alike? Well, that's why they sound differently. But similar. What? That time he got up on Oprah and was like, music. The top shows in the <laughs> in the land are Cheers, Roseanne, and a different world. Interesting. So this is a spot where a different world is in the top three, but Cosby is not. Yep, it was number six. Hmm. This must have been like the first year of a different world or the last year of Cosby, something like that. Yeah. The crossover, the handoff, I guess. Man. So uh, ninety, that would probably be the last year of Cosby. Okay, somewhere, right? Sure, somewhere in there. It, it ended in like ninety, ninety-one, somewhere in there. I think working on it. All right. So while Joe's working on it, uh, Don Draper, character actor for decades in shows such as Mr. Belvedere, Who's the Boss, and Silver Spoons, and movies such as Moving, Caddyshack Two, and T N or T B N D. Well, that's our acronym of the week, and of yeah. course, that is testicle banjos. No dueling. <laughs> well, then what's the point of testicle banjos? If you have to ask. Cosby Show, 84 to 92. Ah, I was close. Anyway, that is The Boys Next Door. It was Emilio Estevez movie. Oh, yeah. So, uh, also, he, di- uh, he died on December 17th in Los Angeles. And it's very difficult to find anything on a man named Don Draper that isn't like automatically going to Mad Men. That's the first thing I thought of when I heard that. Right. Yeah, I didn't even realize he was a character actor. Yep. So, uh, Anna Maria Francesca Perez de Tagle was born December 23rd. She's an American a- actress. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. You, you did well on it, though. That's, jump in feet first on that one. Don't, don't <laughs> hesitate. <laughs> uh, Ash, she's an American actress and singer known for her roles as Ashley Dewitt in Hannah Montana and Ella Padora on Camp Rock and Camp Rock 2, The Final Jam. She was also in the film Fame in 2009, which she starred as Joy Moy. She also went on tour with the Jonas Brothers and Demi Lovato. So she's another, uh, just like, you know. She's another one of the uh, Disney clones that they grow in the Yeah, ra- random Disney kid, just you just plop in the middle of Joy Moy. Yeah. Man, you weren't kidding about how hard it is to Google uh, Don Draper and not get uh, Mad Men. Right? <laughs> Even if you do minus ham, you just get the actors who played like young Don Draper. Yep. <laughs> That's a vegetarian Don Draper. 
<laughs> I, tr- I tried uh, Don Draper, the actor, and that was just, you know, oh, John Hamm is the actor who plays Don. And I'm like, no, damn it. <laughs> People are going to laugh at that later. I doubt it. All right. Yeah, I was going to say, I-, I got it when you said it. Yeah. <laughs> Sports. <laughs> and he's back. <laughs> On December 18th, the National League releases the six final teams for the 1993 expansion. Buffalo, Denver, Miami, Orlando, Tampa, St. Petersburg, and Washington, D.C. The winning cities were Miami and Denver. That was when, yeah, okay. Quick, what were the teams? Miami and Denver. Don Draper. (laughs) (laughs) Not the cities, the the actual teams. Oh, uh, Colorado Rockies and the uh, Florida Marlins. And the Denver Don Drapers. France. France. Frank Frank. McDonald King (laughs) was a West Indian cricketer who played in 14 tests between 1953 and 1956. That's a lot. King was a hostile right-armed fast bowler who opened the bowling for the West Indies in three consecutive home series in the 1950s, but he failed to build on a promising debut in the 1952-53 series against the Indian cricket team when, with 17 wickets, he was the second-highest wicket-taker after Alf Valentine. Not Alf Valentine. The great Alf Valentine. In the third test of the series, he took five for 74 in India's first innings and also broke the hand of the Indian wick, wicketkeeper, Ibrahim Maka. Not King Ibrahim Maka. Third in England. Alf Valentine, also known as Gordon Shumway. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to uh, do a little nice. hostile arm action later. Hostile right arm. I think you're still doing it. What are you doing? Just continuous. <laughs> da, 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 da. All right, so there's this That's weekend, the twee. the twee. All right, so then we decided that we were going to go with the uh, Kindergarten Cop show this week. So, Yeah, I mean, we've already talked about Kindergarten Cop in brief when we did the Arnold two-parter. But uh, since it was remade, uh, it deserved a second look, I, I guess. Ah, everything deserves a second look once in a while. And I think we kind of held off a little bit on it just because we knew we were going to do it at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think we did argue about it a little bit because we know that having not rewatched it for the Arnold show, um, I have never been a fan of Kindergarten Cop, but I did watch it again for this one with fresh eyes, and uh, Patrick liked it. So, mm-hmm. we know Patrick liked it. Yeah, he liked the Last Action Hero. It was bad. Oh, so. I, I don't think the Last Action Hero is awful. It's it's not good. That is another movie we are not talking about this week. (laughs) Back to the fugitive. So, uh, a tough cop must pose as a kindergarten teacher in order to locate a dangerous criminal's ex-wife who may be holding the key to putting him behind bars. Directed by Ivan Reitman of such fame as Ghostbusters, Twins, Old School, what else has he got under there? Junior, Beethoven Second. Never heard of him producers on that one what about director let's get to his good stuff his directing stuff ghostbusters legal eagles god there's one stripes meatballs cannibal girls what did you get excited over legal eagles you did i did i like hmm. legal eagles i want to watch cannibal girls whatever that is i know i'm looking that up now legal eagles what's wrong with you i've never seen it i don't think oh my god a- cannibal girls sounds amazing it's starring legal you- eagles. that's the one with robert redford right yeah yeah, no, that movie stinks. Starring Eugene Levy and Andrea Martin. I'm in. Hmm. I want to see that. Adding Ro- to my list. And Robert McHetty, which is... Oh, a- I'm in. And Fish Gares as the Kingfisher. Oh, <gasps> Fish Gares. 
I don't know any of these people. All right, so let's keep on track. You don't know Fishka? Everybody knows fugitive. Fishka. If you he knew Vishka like I knew Vishka. He's a hostile right-arm bowler. <laughs> hostile one-arm bowler. All right, so writing credits. You find that man. To Murray Salem, who is... Okay, we're, we're going to go to Murray Salem last because this is kind of weird. We've got Murray Salem wrote Herschel Weingrod, which is an amazing name, who is known for writing <laughs> writing such classics as Twins, Trading Places, and Space Jam. Yeah. So, and uh, Brewster's Millions. Oh, we got to do a Brewster's oh, that Millions. That was a funny movie. I love that movie. Both of them. Uh, and Timothy Harris, who uh, well, also. One of these things is not like the other. Well, yeah. Then. <laughs> Also, who's oh, known for man. writing with Herschel Weingrad. Now, Murray Salem, who's known for writing on Kindergarten Cop, but being uh, in and his acting career, being USS Wayne Crewman in The Spy Who Loved Me, who played Simon the Zealot in Jesus of Nazareth, and also played someone named Max in a movie called Hussy from 1980. <laughs> All right, not, not to uh, step on that little, little <clears throat> nugget of knowledge. But this brings up an interesting thing about Hollywood. Did you guys know the difference between the word and and the ampersand in writing credits? Uh, like, no. Mur- what this means, Murray, with the with the word and, wrote by himself, and then Herschel and Timothy were writing partners. That's why they have an ampersand. Ah, yeah, I see that. That's interesting, because th- uh, that's in our show notes, but obviously the listeners can't hear that. Right. But, but if, yeah. A little tidbit about Hollywood, like the word and, you know, in between two writers means they wrote separately, and an ampersand means they wrote together. Hmm. Huh. Which uh, explains why Weingrad and Harris had so many shared credits. Right. Yeah. All right. I'm learning. <laughs> learning is fun. I like words. <laughs> I like turtles. <clears throat> All right. So this stars a one very young, very 80s looking Arnold Schwarzenegger as John Kimball. Exactly. Penelope Ann Miller as Joyce, Pamela Reed as Phoebe, Linda Hunt as Miss Schlowski, mm. Richard Tyson as Crisp, mm. Carol Baker as <laughs> Eleanor Crisp, <laughs> and Joseph and Christian Cousins as Dominic, Kathy Moriarty as Sylvester's mother, Park Overall as Sam's mother, and Jane Brooke as Zach's mother. Mm. <laughs> I agree. All right. So some trivia on this one. Owning a pet ferret, like John Kimball does in this movie, is actually illegal in California. A ban with which former Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger supported. Fortunately, this film is set and filmed partially in Astoria, Oregon, where it is perfectly legal to own a ferret. I do not know if it is still illegal to own a ferret in, in California, but that... knowing It was Cal- illegal to own them in Chicago when I had them. That's because you had all of them. <laughs> I had them all. I only had five. No, it's not illegal in Chicago. But I, 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 hard to believe. You know, you think that like California would be like the ferret owning capital of the world, right? Ferrets are awesome. I highly recommend them. Yeah, my girls keep asking for ferrets. They are so much fun. You would like love with a them. side of mustard. Yeah. Well, every time I'm going to the like, every, everything. Okay, you know how you um people always talk about cats are good pets because they're. This, they're independent and they're, they'll play with you and everything, but they're also a little bit of an asshole. Well, a ferret is like them, all the good side of a cat. They're never like gonna like like treat you like shit or walk away from you or you know or anything. Ferrets are always game to play. 
So they're, they've got some of the upsides of a dog without all the high maintenance of having to constantly watch and take care of a dog. Right. You could, cause you could cage a ferret and they're fine. You know, as long as they have hammocks and stuff like that, they, you know, and they're social. So you can't have a, you should never have a ferret by itself, but uh, yeah, they, they pretty much, you know, as long as you keep their cage clean, you know, they're, they're, they're actually happy if you leave it dirty, to be honest with you, but hmm. <laughs> still a poor choice of pets for me. Yeah. Owning a ratter breed. Uh, that would be those guys would definitely battle. Yeah, yeah. Every time we want to go into the pet store and they have like ferrets anywhere, there's the girls are over there wanting to play with them, and usually we wind up having to get them like out of their jacket. Yep, because the girls. Oh, they're, yeah, they're burrowers and hunters, and they yeah. yeah they... One time we almost walked out with a ferret because it was in the arm of the jacket type of thing, and I'm just like, <laughs> which would have been a great story if it had happened, but <laughs> you just right. get wide. But I do recommend them. They're a lot of fun. So uh, apparently all the kids loved Schwarzenegger in this. They were constantly climbing all over him because they thought he was a jungle gym. <laughs> right. Uh, like, I mean, like, a, like a, If you're a kindergartner, he's like a real-life giant. Right. Well, no, he's not real tall. He but to them, he is. I mean, come on. True. How yeah. many of their fathers are bigger than him? Probably none of them. True. Especially that. Who is your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> So Bill, and is he bigger than me? Bill Murray and Patrick Swayze were both asked for this role uh, in most of Arnold Schwarzenegger's films. Or they actually, no, those combined. Uh, Bill Murray and Patrick Swayze were originally offered the role of, of John Kimball, which I think would have been two really different movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't see Bill Murray pulling it off because this, what was that spy movie he did? This, the, man, the, the Man Who Knew Too Little. Yeah. Man Who Knew Too Little. That wasn't exactly amazing. And Patrick Swayze might have been able to pull it off, but I think the this is just kind of more made for Schwarzenegger. And yeah, I mean it's 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 funny just you know the juxtaposition of like you know the the big muscular giant who's been kicking ass all over the the world and universe. Now suddenly he you know he, he's being taken down by a bunch of kindergartners. It, it worked because as Arnold Schwarzenegger has said himself in several interviews, he's like. Regardless of whether you want to or not, every movie you make, you bring in every other character you've worked in, especially an action movie star. So he's like, I, you know, there's certain things I can't do because, you know, people have seen me, you know, destroy an alien with a nuclear bomb or something. I can't turn around and be vulnerable to, you know, a 15-year-old mugging me, you know, things like that. <laughs> but, like, you know, you, you throw in, a, like, a gaggle of kindergartners at him, and it's just, it, it's, it it's too funny. It's, 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 like, it's like the paladin being attacked by a bunch of kobolds, except for, you know. Friendly. Yeah, like that. Uh, most of Schwarzenegger's <laughs> films, usually he has a phrase, I'll be back, and this one he just says, I'm back. At the end, when he comes back to be a teacher. I'm back. So, And uh, Jason Reitman, Ivan Reitman's son, has a cameo as the boy making out with the girl uh, with the girl when he interrupts him during the real fire drill. <laughs> we thought it was a drill. I remember that. So this movie is maybe 1990 but it's so 80s. And Jason Reitman's gone on to be quite the uh, aspiring writer-director himself. So, mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Did, he did um, um, Rushmore, right? Him? Yeah. No. No, that was Wes Anderson. Oh, you mean write it or he didn't direct yeah, it? Yeah, I think he wrote it. Uh, No. No? Okay. He wrote Up in the Air, Thank You for Smoking, uh, Labor Day, which was fairly recent. So. No, none of those are the ones I'm thinking of. All right. Yeah. So yeah, so this very 80s movie. Lots of shoulder pads. 
<laughs> Park overalls in your movie, you're, you're destined. You're, you're going to be dated. <laughs> right, indeed. See, their middle to late eighties or very, very early, early nineties. <laughs> or it's Grace Under Fire. <laughs> <clears throat> well, same thing with Penelope Ann Miller, though. Oh, but yeah, she's ageless. I love me some Penelope Ann Miller. Have you? I wish. No. <laughs> oh, she was also in Awakenings. Oh yeah, she was in Carlito's Way. Yeah. As well. So he shoved her to the side. <laughs> ah! mm. Oh my God, that's a oh. that's a troll joke right there. Yeah, yeah, terrible. And even I'm going. Uh. <laughs> yeah, how bad is it if I make Joel groan? Well, and then you've got Richard Tyson, who everybody's like, "Oh, I know that guy. I've seen him in something." But yeah, he he. This was his heyday at that point. Yeah, Richard Tyson, Richard the Tyson. villain who looks like he just ate a bee. <laughs> <laughs> And he's got that serious divot in his chin, man. That is a serious double chin. Yeah, well, can, not a double chin. What are they? A cleft chin. Cleft chin. Thank yeah. you. So I'm trying I, to think who Robert Zadar would have had to have a baby with to have. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now Jay Leno. Think about the the um, Miss El- uh, Eleanor Crisp. Think about the mom. Now she was a vicious bitch. Yeah, but click on. <laughs> Don't think about it that much, Joel. <laughs> Click on her picture on look at her IMDb IMDb photo. Oh, she probably a babe back in the day. Well, even uh, t- uh, seven years after this, she was a big part of the game. Yeah. Or am I thinking of the wrong? Oh no, this was the older woman in the game. Yeah, she's the older woman in the game. But look at that mm. picture for back the black and white one. Yeah, that's a, she's beautiful. Damn. Yeah. So, but yeah, and then Linda Hunt I thought was awesome too. The little the principal. Oh, she was great. How does it feel to punch that, that son of a bitch? <laughs> and then that little pose she strikes, she's like, Tah! yeah. She's she, she plays that role so well. If they ever do a live action Incredibles, she has to play Edna. Oh mode. God, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to try Edna, right? Yeah, Edna mode. Yeah. Thank you. I'm trying perfect, to think of her name. There was such a perfect casting right there. That's that's a, a you shocked me. That's so good. How did I never think of that? Well, uh, she was on um one of those. NCIS shows, I think, and uh, played a character very much like Edna. Is she mm. still around? Yeah, oh, yeah, she's still alive. She's still around. She was born in 45. Did she not voice Edna? No. no the, uh, dude that, the guy who uh, created uh, Brad Bird. He voiced her. Yeah, he did. Huh, because the character is so clearly based off of Linda Hunt, I just assume she did the voice. Maybe they couldn't get her. Oh, the Edna Mode? Yeah. yeah no, Edna Mode is actually based off of a uh, old-fashioned designer. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Yeah. Huh. Name Linda Hutt. Yeah, I was going to say, I just always assumed that it, the character was voiced and patterned after Linda Hunt. Huh. Today oh. I learned. And knowing is half the battle. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, was Edna Hunt? Who's the... Who's what? Did oh, Mike yeah, just have a... I'm what having, happened I'm to Mike? I'm having a seizure here. <laughs> you need a reboot, Mike. Edith, Who's the what? No, Edith Head. Was the th- was the uh, thought that uh, she was based off us? Because Edna Mode is the person who makes all the costumes for the superheroes in Incredibles, and right. Edith Head was a fashion designer. So I thought that was. If you look up Edith Head, she kind of she looks like Edna Mode also. So I thought that was a connection because they both make clothes for people. That was my guess on that. Once again, back to Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, rewatching this. I will give this little bit of ground. The action movie components of this were way better than I remember them being. Oh, yeah. 
classic like 80s gunshot noises. The whole scene when he goes into the club? Yes. Yeah. The the whole opening sequence before he goes, you mean before he goes to the, be the teacher? I want to be friends with you. I'll go everywhere with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, where he's just indiscriminately shooting a shotgun in a closed area, <laughs> waiting, making sure that people are getting out of the way, but not necessarily are out of the way. <laughs> he gave him a little bit of lead time. Yeah, and fuck this couch, too. <laughs> right? He looked perpetually dusty in the first half of the movie. Like he like he <laughs> just come off a set of the uh, Road Warrior. Yes. I thought he looked pretty fucking good. For the 80s, yeah. For any decade. Pat was turned on. So, so, well, I wasn't turned off. Let me put it that way. So then, Josh, your your opinion has changed. Then it's softened. I mean, the precocious little kids are just as annoying as I found them almost back in 1990. But uh, I, I will concede that it, the movie had a lot more going for it than I originally was giving it credit for. Now, I am usually not one that will suffer precocious kids, but. In this movie, I think it really works, but we'll get there. Yeah, no, I think we're there. Yeah, I think. We're are we? Too. Are we done with trivia? Yeah, we're done mm-hmm. with trivia. We're talking okay. about the movie now. Well, okay. So John Kimball is a badass detective looking for Crisp. Such a mouth. He is the MacGuffin and the bad guy, and the true MacGuffin being Dominic, his son. Dun dun dun. Spoiler alert. Yeah. So. uh... He become what, what? I'm trying to think of the order of things because I actually I didn't watch it this week, but I've seen it so many times. God, God. I'm just trying to see where you're going with this. My, my I, we're is, doing the plot breakdown, right? Yeah. Well, we're we're talking about the movie. I want to know how he got the ferret on the plane. Uh, because he pulled well, it that. Out that the- was that was the only problem, honestly, that I had with like the whole ferret plot was because if you've ever owned a ferret, there's absolutely no way that anyone around you is not going to know that you own a ferret. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they smell. They smell, and they don't. They don't sit still. Like l- unless they're sleeping, they they do not sit still. Like the whole like you know, I'm going to be in this car with you for X amount of hours driving across country, and and it isn't until I lay my head on this bag I find out you have a ferret. That's just not possible. Right. I mean, at the very least, you have to have ferret food somewhere. Right. Well, I mean, you could just... give them cat food, but still, someone's going to wonder why you have a bag of cat food in here. <laughs> Depends on who you are. So, <clears throat> go ahead, Pat. Keep moving. Keep moving with it. <laughs> no, I lost my steam. I don't want to do it anymore. You don't want to talk about it anymore. I, no, I don't want to do the plot anymore. Oh, plot, like, okay. He's after he's after Crisp, and you know, Crisp is after his son. They think they think it's about money because that's the rumor that he has spread. And the only lead that they have is uh, that his ex-wife is in Astoria, and so they, you know, he gets John Kimball, the badass, gets partnered with a. Female partner, which he at first, of course, is averse to because, you know, it's the 80s and it's a cop movie. And she I'm eats a all I'm the a time. And you can't like your partner no matter what in the 80s cop movies. Well, if so. you like them, then they're automatically going to be killed. Right. Yes. You have to grow to like them. You can't like them immediately. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they do the whole cross-country drive thing from L.A. to uh, to Astoria. And she, of course, uh, isn't able to become a the new kindergarten teacher because that's where Dominic is. He's in kindergarten, but they don't know which one he is. They just know he is in kindergarten. So they got to send a teacher in, and because she gets sick on the on the drive over, uh, Arnold becomes the new kindergarten teacher. And one of the one of my favorite lines in the whole thing happens with the first time he gets dressed to go into to to work, and she's all like, "Take the gun off." He's a like, good idea. And he takes it off and stands there. He's like, "How do you think I'm going to do?" 
Oh, second thought, take the gun. Yeah. <laughs> so, introduction to the school. Kids are being talked to, being disciplined. They're all waiting in line to talk to the principal. Little boy, he gets he's being punished for punching a girl because she poisoned his hamster. What the hell? Dark. I know, right? It's well, like I mean, poison <clears throat> doesn't have to be like, you know, arsenic. I mean, could be that she dumped Elmer's glue in his water. Well, you just assume the the hamster's dead. Well, yeah, that's not, that's not a safe assumption. I mean, he, they're not saying he killed her hamster, just that he poisoned it. No, she killed his hamster. Is the hamster dead? Was that is that it for sure? Yes. Oh, all right. There was a little bitty tombstone in the in the schoolyard. You couldn't see it, but he had to pause it frame by frame. Uh, well, I missed it. Yeah. <laughs> I have to check the Easter eggs. So, uh, Lowell has issues with death. <laughs> the death kid. <laughs> It must be a tumor. Everybody dies, and then you have a vagina kid, who I thought I can't was. Decide, I can't decide which one of those two would be my son. The vagina kid. The, the morose kid or the vagina kid? It'd be like a cross between it. He'd be like really morose unless you brought up a, brought up vaginas, and then he'd be like, yay, <laughs> vaginas. So basically a tinier version of me. Yeah. I liked it at yeah, the After end. all, your nickname was the morose vagina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember calling him. How, how am I just now finding out about this? I liked it at the end when the when uh, the little one was when the um, his his partner comes in and she's sucking. Boys have a penis, girls have a vagina, and everybody like applauds him and he's like fist pumping in the air. <laughs> right. Thanks for the tip. <laughs> he did his thing. He did the thing. <laughs> and then Sylvester's not gay. He's a pervert. <laughs> and by the way. Um, I don't know if uh, if you guys know this, but all the scenes in the original in the original movie where they interviewed the kids about what who is your daddy, what does he do, and they all like do the little talking head. That was all like the actual kids. They were just told like talk about your father. So none of that was in the script. That was all just the kids talking about their actual fathers. Really? The only thing that was actually scripted was the sex machine line, the two twins. Everything else was all really. Back. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's something. Didn't realize that. Yep. Huh. So, uh, yeah, but Sylvester was the mom who was, a cons- that was the kind of New Yorkish mom that was all worried because he played with dolls. And he's like, ah, it's all right. He's using it to look up the girl's skirts, which <laughs> my question is, why were three girls just standing shoulder to shoulder on top of a table to begin with? But then I realized maybe, kindergartners, nothing makes yeah, sense. That, that also, and maybe the kids just got, you know, maybe he's got moves. Never know. Like dagger. Now, I went through this movie thinking that Phoebe, his partner, was actually Janine's sister from Ghostbusters. Really? She reminded me of Janine. I guess so. A little bit. I don't I mean, know you didn't I really think that. You just, you know, right? No, I didn't really think that they're... Okay, good. I was, no, I was okay. like, character-wise, this could be Janine's sister. I could see that. Oh, yeah. yeah, I could see. I liked her character. She was yeah. fun. <laughs> my, I, I think probably my... I know it's my mother's favorite line in this movie, but it's one of my favorites. Not so tough without your car. <laughs> yes. She smacks her with the bat. It's a very 90s action movie one-liner. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. And what's wrong with that, Joel? Nothing. I didn't say I didn't right. it. All right. Well, then I you laughed. calm down, sir. What? <laughs> Joel, quit, quit picking on Pat. He picks on me all the time. You shut up. Yeah, you, shut up. you hurt his feelings now. Or feeling. Well, I haven't seen this movie in... It's been a long time. And 
I was surprised at how much I, I still enjoyed it. I was afraid it might be a little dated, but, um, I just, I fell right back into it and it's just, it's got a charm to it that I don't know what exactly it is, but it works. Yeah. Well, like I said, I'm usually not a big fan of like precocious kids and stuff like that. Like, uh, one of my least favorite actors of all time is that, um, uh, Spencer Breslin shit. <laughs> That's a terrible name. <laughs> Spencer Breslin shit here. <laughs> Breslin dash shit. <laughs> his 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 father married into the shit family. Yeah, that's. Mm. You're on yes. fire tonight, really. Not really, no. But I don't. What? Huh? <laughs> I'm so you were saying? No, I'm not. So Josh, what did you think about? <laughs> I mean, overall, this is never going to be even in the top half of the Schwarzenegger films for me. I'm pretty rough on comedy, and the comedy portions of it have always and continue to land flat for me. But I, I'm giving it credit in that it has raised its stock in uh, my personal estimation, mainly based on the action movie stuff where you're not dealing with the precocious kids. Uh, that stuff was much better than I remember it being. So th- that was something. like It was worth another watch. <laughs> you didn't like the one kitty, Mr. Kimball, are you all right? <laughs> no, not so much. <laughs> Yeah, I hate that kid, too. <laughs> Everybody hates that kid. Yeah, that's why he gets his ass kicked at school all the time. Well, that got weird. <laughs> all right, so. I show up at that school and I beat him up on a daily basis. Not really. Texas, it's a whole other country. <laughs> no, um, no. I mean, I, uh, Josh, I think I'm with you on this one. I like the action sequences were pretty good. I mean, for they actually, one of the things that they... They initially wanted to pull the action sequences because they thought it was going to be a little bit too over the top for a quote unquote family aimed film. But both Schwarzenegger and, um, Ivan Reitman wanted to leave them in, which I think, I think was a good call because I think if it was went totally, it would, it would have turned into a, uh, made for TV movie if they had got rid of it. Yeah. I was going to say, they'd say, you know, it's like twins, but worse. Yeah. That. <laughs> that was subtle. By the way, um, I would have to say probably Junior is my least favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. As it is, should be. Yeah, I was going to say that's a reasonable statement. Yeah. As yep. it is known, <laughs> it is known. So, but yeah, no, I mean, I I enjoyed it, and I'll will tell you that I'm not going to be looking to watch it again. Definitely not my favorite Schwarzenegger movie, but it was still kind of fun. Uh, Ever? No. Not ever. Rest, I can go the rest of my life not seeing this movie again. Huh. Yep, I'm with Mike on that. Fun little Saturday matinee kind of thing. No, no, not at all. Terrible. Bullshit. <laughs> Sch- Schwarzenegger 1 is a terrible cop in the beginning because he's just... Or awesome. Okay. Terrible or awesome. He has, his, he has his weapon drawn on a criminal and he leaves his arm extended and leaves his gun pointing at the guy while his back is to him. He's a so terrible. Awesome. I got it. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, yeah. I got it. Okay. Yeah. I forgot. Texas. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I just, I mean, I remember seeing it a couple times when maybe twice before, if that. So the other cool thing Joel and I found out, well, I don't know if you guys were on, on the chat, but um, this actually takes place in Astoria where uh, Goonies took, takes place in. Yeah, it was uh, when were we talking about that? Where you could actually see the? Uh, no, that was on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Somebody uh, mentioned that you can see the school from Kindergarten Cop from the Goonies house. Yeah, they're just like right down the block from each other. 
Huh. So that's pretty cool. That's something. Yeah. So about uh, milk this ferret dry? I'm just imagining all of a sudden, like, sloth popping up somewhere in the background. Hey, you guys! <laughs> a sloth? Not a tuber. Sloth and <laughs> sloth and John Kimball buddy movie. <laughs> you can't understand a goddamn <laughs> word they're eating. I love Kimball. Not a tumor. <laughs> I like debris. <laughs> Baby Ruth. I'd watch that. Wouldn't watch <laughs> this again. All right. So, are we are we done with this one? I hope. All right. <laughs> yeah. Never my favorite, and we've talked about it twice. I'm done. All right. I, I, I like this movie. I, I think I've made that I clear. concur, Pat. I'm in your camp on this one. I'm with Josh on this. Oh, so we are clearly divided. Yes. Well, uh, are you a th- would you say you're a thumbs down, Josh? Hmm. Just wait till we I'm talk an, about the second one. Un- unenthusiastic yeah. thumbs up. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of on... I, I would have been a solid thumbs down... I'm turning more towards an unenthusiastic thumbs up. I, I've gone from actively disliking this to kind of not having any feeling about it one way or another. Mm-hmm. As Pat would say, you've nothing to. <laughs> yep. Nothing. If there was a way to ha- give a thumbs up that meant meh, that three quarters it. thumbs up. The three quarter thumb. Yeah. yeah. There you go. All right. So we'll be back in a little bit and uh, we'll talk about the Dolph Lundgren. Kindergarten cop. And what a great idea watching that was. <laughs> it might be a tumor. All right, we'll be back in a bit. As it turns out, after all, it is a tumor. <laughs> all right, we are back, and we are going to talk about Kindergarten Cop 2. Because. Do we have to? Yes. You you watched uh, Schwarzenegger, and now we have to watch this to make up for this, it. This is my punishment. This is your punishment for being bad. Yes. <laughs> this is your tuba. I never get anything without being punished. That's right. It's true. Later, you're going to get a corn dog. I don't know what that means. <laughs> the punishment well, is where you're getting it. <laughs> so here's... <laughs> So what the hell just happened? <laughs> that was part of it. There's a corn I don't, dog. I like that. That there's was a, funny. There's a corn dog and a rubber in my room. What the hell? <laughs> All right. So they decided that this needed not to be made. going where you think. <laughs> uh, they decided that this needed to be made. So a kindergarten cop two, kind of the same thing. The cop needs to find out more about the criminal, where more information so they can arrest him. Has something to do with the kids. Blah blah blah. This is directed by uh, Don Michael Paul. He's got three first names. Yeah, never trust a guy who has. But I, you know what the thing is though, I don't want to like it. But at the same time, he did do Tremors Five. That's not improving anything in my book. I was gonna say I see no conflict here. What about he did? <laughs> he did Harley Davidson and the Marble Man too. That was a good movie too. All right, and this is written by David Steinberg, who is uh, known for things like Slackers, American Pie presents the Book of Love, and American Pie Two. So mm. he's only and good this- for and a lot of episodes of Yokai Watch. What the hell is that? It's like a, a Pokemon type show. 
And in this movie, Dolph Lundgren is, is FBI. Yes, and you can tell he's on the edge because he tries to shoot a vending machine in the first five minutes. And his captain is somehow more over the top than the captain in The Last Action Hero. It's like they yeah. distilled that captain and put him in there. It's like whenever he turns around, he's right in his face, screaming and yelling at him. That that captain character was just absolutely asinine. All right, so let's go over let's go over the cast so we can know everybody who's to blame for this. <laughs> All right, Dolph Lundgren as Reed, Darla Taylor as Olivia, Bill Be- Bill Bellamy is it Bellamy or Bellamy? Bellamy. Okay, that one. Uh, as Sanders, Alex Pornovic as Zogu, Sarah Strange as Miss Sinclair, Danny Watley as Giardo, and Michael P. Northley as my favorite character in the movie as Hal. <laughs> yeah, had my life gone a little different, I could have been Hal. <laughs> you still could be. And hey, look at how much you have in common with him. You both like computers and you've both been tasered in the nuts. It's true. <laughs> and you have a drawer full of flash drives. Right. So, uh, some actually trivia. Dolph Lundgren didn't want to take the role at first. Where did that That's come why from? Then wait for it. What? Did he produce it? He was executive producer. Yeah, I threw that in at the end just because we had talked about it. Oh. Well, but, they wanted to have Dol- um, Arnold Schwarzenegger in for a cameo, but uh, he was busy. Apparently, right? Yeah, I, I, I got a thing. Yeah, he's like, I'm, I'm filming a mobile strike commercial. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to be a governor. You're not a governor anymore. Shut up. <laughs> I, I veto this cameo. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking my maid for a drive. Uh, uh, what? I got soon? that reference. Like that? Uh, the original Kindergarten Cop movie poster fe- featured a total of seven children. Ki- kindergarten Cop. What kind of trivia is this? Kindergarten Cop 2 features eight children on the poster. Joel, you're no longer allowed to do trivia. <laughs> I literally Kindergarten took, Cup 3 will have nine children. I, I took literally all but like two of the trivia items because they were that bad. Really? Wow. Just wait Should till that the be last a part one. of trivia? This the, movie has no trivia. Yeah. Here, skip the executive producer because we already talked about it. But the last one, this one is the worst one. Dolph Lundgren and Arnold Schwarzenegger both play kindergarten cops and Russians named Ivan. That's trivia? Yeah, that's, that's true. So Yeah, can't say they're wrong. Time to feed parakeet. But it's dumb. All right, so... Yeah, that's a red heat quote. There you go. Boom. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So somebody decided they needed to make this. They're like, all right, we're going to make the action lamer, the comedy lamer, but we'll make up for it by taking your aunt's rants from Facebook about how she bets schools are these days. Yeah. This... All of these... Children were the like, worst. What, what, what is what, what is Rush Limbaugh's worst idea of a school? <laughs> right. The, the, the kid's literally running around screaming when he says the word peanut. I yeah. half expected a kid to chew a Pop-Tart into the shape of a gun and get expelled <laughs> by the end of the movie. <laughs> That's Kindergarten Cup 3. Yeah, th- this, is, this, this movie is a whole bunch of... Uh, Ridiculousness. What's the, word, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, crap, I think. <laughs> This movie sucked. Yeah, the I was hoping that at the very least that the uh, the principal would be a good balance to it. She's just a Fruit Loop. The only person I liked in this entire movie was Olivia. Yep, and in the date scene, she took off her glasses, which ruined it for me. Right. I don't know. I <laughs> I thought it was kind of a neat way to have an ad for Tricks. Twix, not Tricks. Twix, Twix. 
Twix yeah, candy bars. That was kind of strange. That was- yeah, just, I mean, this movie uh, was... Brought to you by Twix. Dude, 100%, yeah. But, I mean, like the the whole scene where it's just for, for no reason... I mean, this movie was just cobbled together a bunch of crap, like Jointed. hardly written. For some reason, like they just cut from one scene and go to another scene and Dolph Lundgren just pulls a bucket of cookies out from behind his back. Oh, I got cookies for everybody, and let's have a zany adventure with how wild and crazy the kids are when they're juiced up on sugar. And yes, things. each of them eats one cookie, and they start pouring paint on each other. Yeah, it just well, it's just like it, Pat with one it, bottle is, of is vodka. Is it gluten free? Is it is it seventy eight percent cacao? And just shut up. Turn into a kitty rave. Okay, and what <laughs> did anybody else get a little concerned about the whole interrogating the children thing? Or the air horn? Oh, well, give him a chance to no, say. No, in, in the very beginning where they're bringing the kids into the interrogation room. Oh, that? <laughs> gave him a chance to use the vagina line again. Yeah, vagina joke. Yeah, that joke, was just their drink. way of, of like doing the talking head bit with for every kid. And what the hell does it mean it's as easy as shooting a fish off a fence? Who says that? People that write this movie. Yeah. About it. Uh, it was supposed to be mixed metaphor humor. They just forgot the humor. Yeah. Yeah. And like almost every line that Bill Bellamy said, I mean, you could almost hear the the rim shot inserted like I mean there's just bad jokes and like Yeah. I'm mean, at its best. It was like bad ABC sitcom Thursday night. And at its worst, it's yeah, your auntie rants about Common Core on Facebook. Must yeah. miss must miss Mondays with Grandma's suitcase. Kindergarten <laughs> too. Soul Ghost. <laughs> and sweater justice. Well, and who didn't see it coming a mile away when they had the gunfight in the hallway? And you're like, the machine's going to get damaged in some way, either by a bullet or otherwise, and he's going to get a Twix. Yeah, and, you know, and of course, and yeah, the, the second they grab the candy machine, you, you know where it's going. And what was the, what was the bulletproof the, vending machine? Apparently, the police chief's line about uh, in the bathroom: "Don't talk when you tinkle." Yeah, like that. That, that was a completely unnecessary line that should have been left on the cutting room floor. Yeah, there was a lot of just dumb slapstick. And then you've got the gangsters who decide it's a good idea to threaten two FBI agents, explicitly stating that they're doing so so that someone can't testify. Yeah, and then they and then they just walk away and don't ever like address it or or any, confront it or anything. Like we're just going to stand here and tell you our entire plot. And I'm going to shoot you when I'm done with it. You know, it's, it's like the, the ending of a, of a bad spy movie in the middle of a bad cop movie. Well, they were plot exposure gang members. <laughs> we, we are here from exposition. And why would you, if you were a, an FBI agent or a teacher, let your kids put themselves in harm's way to pull a Trojan horse? Oh, to run up when they came out of the horse at the end? Yes. I know. I well, he didn't actually, I mean, he could have guessed that's what they were going to do, but it's not like he gave them instructions. Right. Okay. They, you, they did attack on their own. That is true. Okay. And they're taking a big gamble that this guy isn't just going to start shooting kids. Right. <laughs> I know, right? Like so he's that's what I mean. He didn't st- stop him when he saw that. Yeah. My my, okay. what the hell moment on this one was when they're they discover that they figure out that the flash drive is supposedly in the guinea pig's cage. And he's like, Oh no, it's an acrostic poem. Yeah. What the hell? Okay. One, uh, Dolph, this character or you are, neither of you are smart enough to figure that out. Oh, that's not true. Dolph Dolph Lundgren Lundgren is a genius. Yeah. Really? Yes. 
<laughs> he's he's a he's a physicist. He's got a he's got multiple degrees. His IQ is a hundred and fifty eight, I think. Wait a second. Yeah, Dolph yeah. Lundgren is an incredibly yeah. smart man. That's a true story. It's one of those weird uh, bits of trivia. <laughs> we oh we all God. wait while Mike is looking this up. <laughs> I am. Ex- I'm. I'm. Holy crap! <laughs> yep. All right. Well, yeah, you know what? Chemical engineer. Jesus. Why is he it, acting, or at least trying to act? He's not I mean, he, he literally could be off like curing cancer or something. But <laughs> instead, he's making Kindergarten Cop two. Yeah, maybe he just needs that to make up. Maybe he was just like forty five fifty short, and he needed to make a movie just to get that. <laughs> like, this this money from this movie will pay for my lab. <laughs> really smart people who make terrible life decisions. I don't know anyone like that. <laughs> I learned it by watching you. Yeah. yeah. My sickest was- burn this episode is on myself. <laughs> it, it was a big cobbled mess of too too much. They were trying to capture the, the parts of Kindergarten Cop that they thought were the parts people would want to see. Right. They didn't know what to do in between. And it just felt like it just felt weird. It was very disjointed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a very weird viewing experience. And no school, no school would ever be able to operate like that. What do you no. mean? I mean, let's just be honest. It wouldn't work. It's not a sustainable model. Right. Not you can't all. have the inmates running the asylum. And what about the, the we're going to throw in the storyline about the dad that's not a good dad. Yeah, what the hell was that? The, the, no resolution, no anything, no, hey, I found you a job. Let's just have a wistful look at the camera and uh, as I go off and, and hang myself in the garage. I, I, well, I think they were trying to force a connection between him and one of the kids so they could have one of the kids on his shoulders at the end. Yeah. But it's just, yeah, I mean the whole thing was just like a a, a very a very badly written kindergarten cop. Like it, it's it's like this would be the original version that was submitted to a studio and they turned it into the actual <laughs> kindergarten cop. And this is the room where they wrote the original kindergarten cop. Hey, what's behind this desk? <laughs> we don't I mean, talk about that. Let's let's not even let's just talk about how dumb the whole thing was. Like he put everything on the flash drive, and then the kids had to learn this puzzle to find it hidden in the time capsule. Like, how is that? Like, if you if if you're a person who has this sensitive information, how do you even come up with that? As like, I'm going to hide it in the time capsule, but I'm going to use the kids to, to have an acrostic poem, and someday someone will figure that out, or or the time capsule will sit there for a hundred years and nothing will ever happen. And I'll have died in vain. Like, I mean, it's just terrible plan boy, B. Those people in a hundred years that are in the witness protection program are screwed, <laughs> right? How was it easier for him to tell his brother as he's dying? The kids know instead of just saying a time it's capsule. Time capsule. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the time capsule with the other two things that are in the time capsule. <laughs> All right, something I want to talk about with Hal. I liked Hal. I thought he was ridiculous. Computer nerd guy there. They totally that whole scene when he's telling them that he's going out with her, and he's just like, <laughs> <laughs> "But I call dibs." <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Um, at the end, did anybody when when he did the people's elbow on the one yeah. guy, and then he's like wailing on the guy. I just thought of the stop. He's already dead. <laughs> Because he was really laying on that guy, and when and, and, I, and the whole time he's doing that, I'm I'm like, what the hell is Dolph doing that this other guy is just running away? Is he just standing there watching Hal beat the fuck out of this guy? <laughs> like, 
Well, didn't see that come. That was. And he just turns around. He's like, "Oh, the guy ran away. I gotta go chase him." He's like, "Fuck! If comic book store guy is capable of this, <laughs> like, why don't? While he's kicking his ass, why don't you grab that guy and kick his ass instead of letting him run away?" Because he had to have the really cool Dolph flips him in the air in the water shot. Right? How fake did that look? That looked pretty damn fake. <laughs> that looked pretty cool. Well, you like fake stuff. <laughs> Actually, I don't. Pat's the one that likes fake stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm the one that watches the WWE. Well, not anymore. But... I meant boobs, but okay. Oh, yeah, I like that, too. Well, if you can touch them, they're not fake. That's just a little tip hey, for you. Mickey Mouse is fake. Still watch I've him. Touched, I've touched Mickey Mouse. There you go. That's a, that's, and you're not allowed back there either. So, uh, <laughs> that's lesson way. learned. Yeah, right, I, I, so. I think we can all agree this was um, a jumbled mess of hot. What was with the Dolph Lundgren line dancing? Yeah. What yeah. the hell? Like that's going to keep him in shape? I honestly was watching this afraid one of you guys was going to like it. I mean, trust me, there are plenty of fat line dancers down here. It doesn't keep you in shape. And if anybody had liked this movie, I we would have been done with this podcast. Thank God I didn't like this movie. That's right. I did you, not like this movie. I did not like this movie either. I it's wanted a definite to like, thumbs down from everyone, I believe. I wanted to. When it started, I'm like, this could be okay. I, that's kind of what I was thinking. I was like, all right, you know, I'll I'll give it a shot. I'll get behind it, you know. And I mean, no. And it wasn't even like, you know, the kids that were the, the kids were far from the worst part. Far from the worst part. The worst part was the captain. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Bad acting, badly written. Absolutely. I mean, at some point, someone anywhere on set should have said, should we tone this guy down a little bit? And that guy was told, hey, we're making kindergarten cop (laughs) (laughs) 2. Shut up and go get the donuts. (laughs) Yeah. So that happened. That was the thing. Now, I'm glad at least to see that the guy's the, the criminal's name is Alex Ponovich, meaning that he pro- that probably wasn't a fake accent, though it did sound like one. I've seen him in other stuff. Is that his real voice? I don't know because I don't think he usually uh, does the accent. What the hell? I recognized him. He was. I one didn't of at the- all. Yeah. I okay. He's on uh, the TV series Van Helsing, which I've only watched a little bit of. He's on Supernatural a little bit. Yeah, that's how I know him from. Those are all shows. Oh, I Zombie. That's that's where I know him from. Oh yep. yeah, that's right. So is that how he talks? I mean, I don't watch any of those shows. Well, he's kind of a zombie on I Zombie. Well, oh. no, no, he's a thug in that one too. Yeah, I actually think he doesn't get zombified when he's Julian. No, or he does and is immediately killed. That's the one about the medical examiner, right? Yeah, yeah, I've heard that's pretty good. I think it was Mike who told me that. It's it's really good. Oh, he's Based he's on got Mike Howard, comic. Yeah, he was in Psych too. He's got a okay. lot a lot of. Oh, I don't. I want to see this. He was in something called Chupacabra versus the Alamo. Oh God! Damn it. <laughs> what? Oh my God! This sounds amazing. It's got him. How has Joel not seen that movie already, dude? It's got Julia Benson and Eric Estrada. <laughs> oh my God! He, he was also in a short called Crazy Dracula Spring Break Weekend. <laughs> he played Frankenstein. Of course he did. Good night. I got movies to watch. <laughs> right. Chupacabra oh, versus and Alamo. Another way we know him from uh, Mortal Kombat, the TV show. He played Shao Kahn. And Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, he's all over yeah. the place. 
Yeah, he's just one of these character actors. I knew I'd recognize him, but it was definitely mostly for my zombie. Looking at his, uh, at his uh, yeah. filmography. Yeah, he's got TV TV stuff going all the way back to Stargate SG One and further <clears throat> and beyond. Bum bum bum. Beyond. So yeah, so I wish we could talk right. more about this. Second, but... second worst part of this movie okay. after the captain. Um, I was. Me? I'm gonna. Anyone? Uh, he's a terrible undercover cop. Yeah, I really, really like uh, Dolph Lundgren, but you know, he's just not that great of an actor. As much as I hate to say it, no, he's not. He's not. No, he's he's just there to look tough and kick ass. I mean, that's why to this day his best role was his Ivan Drago. And even when he's playing Gunner in the Expendable series, they only let him talk like in clipped one-liners. Exactly. That, that's probably all he that's all he should do, really. I must break you. Though I will say that if my uh grade school teacher dressed like Darla Taylor did in that last scene, mm-hmm. I would have hit puberty three, four years early. <laughs> Finally justified. All right. I, I wish I could say more about this, but, I mean, you can only say it sucks so many times. Right. So yeah. many well, a big waste of Bill Bellamy, too. Uh, he's a funny guy with good comic timing, and they just gave him uh, very a lot of... Work with. Very, yeah. very little. Yeah. I mean, the only line that made me laugh that he said the whole time was, was oh, yeah, shoot the black man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he mostly but, but, had long-suffering dad from uh, ABC sitcom kind of lines. Right. Mm. With five kids, but I mean, even that line is funny. Is the the only line of his that made me actually like laugh out loud, or or at least you know snort a little bit. Was it still took me a little bit out of the movie because I was like, you know, when they just said they're going to shoot him, I don't think he's going to be that flippant about it. (laughs) (laughs) Because plot. Yep. Because we want a funny line right here. Right. So how long before Kindergarten Cop Three comes out with Triple H in it? (laughs) And eight kids on the poster. Nine. 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 Nine kids on the post. Ten! Ten! <laughs> Ten kids on the post. Ah, ah, ah. Lady first grade cop. <sighs> Triple H. That'd be, no, that'd be funny. The big, <laughs> the big show. <laughs> Watch that. It's actually a production or something. Uh, <laughs> Is it? Look it up. I'm, I'm uh, looking it up now, actually. <laughs> Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> He's never. It's a remake. You never know. Right. No, there's nothing on the horizon right now, it looks like. All right. But mark our words. Kindergarten Cop 3 will have a wrestler in it of some sort, but not Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And we will not be featuring it. No, we won't. <laughs> I am so done with Kindergarten Cop. No, we'll come back and we'll do it too. For, we'll watch Kindergarten Cop 2 for the then, and we'll watch the new Kindergarten Cop 3 for now. I'm sick that week. <laughs> Speaking of weeks, <clears throat> what are you guys so- doing next week? Yeah, next week, uh, Mike is out of town, so we are going to once again try to do the show the last time Mike went out of town. Uh, only this time, Patrick won't be communicating via semaphore. <laughs> so we're, that, we're... Was, that was a theremin and a, and a Ouija board combo. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're going to go back to a music show, and we are going to talk about rap. So that'll be fun. That'll be a thing. 
Uh, if you would uh, like to yeah, let us... It's not out, still out on the top ten. <laughs> if you'd like to let us know uh, if you... Actually, don't call us if you liked Kindergarten Cop 2. But if <laughs> yeah, you... <laughs> yeah unsub- unsubscribe if you liked Kindergarten Cop 2. <laughs> but uh, if you'd like to weigh in on this week's show or one of our previous shows, you can always give us a call at 708-NOW-RAP. That's 708-669-9727. I'm looking at you, Dolph Lundgren. I know you subscribe. Wouldn't you be surprised if he called and was like, "All, oh, I thought it was pretty good. I, I don't know. Why. I didn't really want to do it anyway, but you know, you're giving me a bad. I don't know rant. why I suddenly turned Canadian. Like, I don't. <laughs> what the hell is that? Bad? I don't know what accent I'm going with here, so I'm just going to stop. <laughs> I'd like to see Kindergarten Cop three, but it's it's hell. <laughs> or he 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 went from teaching kindergarten to being a cop, and he keeps trying to use things like to take down the the criminals. He like blows a whistle. To see if they to make him stop and sit down, tells him to sit crisscross applesauce and all that. I'm sorry, Dave. You can't do that. Is that a thing, crisscross applesauce? It is. Yeah. They say that's, that that's actually that's so a dumb. thing. I know. It's it. it Why is. can't it just be crisscross? Why can't it just be sit the fuck down? Not sit. What? They'll Everybody broke jump, up. Not sit. Daddy Mac will make it. Jump. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Joel, you're done. You're done. We're, I'm getting ready for the rap show. <laughs> well, rap show. it is topical, I guess. Uh-huh. Damn it. I you got us on a technicality. <laughs> oh, God. And we all know being technically right is the best way to be right. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Thank you very much for listening. And Please come back next week. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> If this is your first show, don't let this be representative. <laughs> we will not be talking about Kindergarten Cop 2 anymore. Ever. We promise. Good it night. will be wiped from the annals of time. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'll allow it. Yeah. <laughs> annals. Uh, we're done. <laughs> Many, many, many things are wrong with me. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. Eighteen plus.